Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for this word. Father, I pray you help me to deliver it, that it's not my words, but your words through me, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I want to welcome everybody online. We're so glad that you're here and that you're a part of this service with us. I want you to know we love you. We're praying for you. We care about you. We'd love to see you in a service. If you want to come out, we have Thursday nights at 7, which is the service that's being recorded right now, and then also Sunday mornings at 10. We're continuing with fear, and uh, there's all kinds of different fear. And even when I say the word fear, you might have different thoughts of fear. If you, when you hear the word fear, um, I'm sure there are different things that you think of. You might think of uh, the dark. You might think of spiders. You might think of snakes. How many of you are afraid of snakes? Any people scared of snakes? How many of you are scared of spiders? Anybody scared of spiders? I hate spiders. Uh, they're, they're disgusting, horrible creatures. Uh, I'm not too terrified of snakes. I don't want to be by a snake, right? But I'm not too terrified of snakes. But as you think of fear, you might think of different things. Um, one of the top fears, uh, I know in years past, it's been the number one phobia or fear amongst people has been public speaking, public speaking. So what I'm doing right now uh, to a lot of, a big group of people is a huge fear or is a huge phobia. Um, I know like fear of spiders, snakes, heights, uh, all of those are like in the top 10 fears. So when, when you think of fear, when you think of being afraid, it's not always like, oh, I'm afraid of the dark, I'm afraid of monsters, I'm afraid of something under the bed, or I'm afraid of storms. We know that there's many, many different phobias, and I think it's funny that one of the number ones uh, is public speaking. And I was thinking about that, I was thinking how that that fear uh, the fear of public speaking is rooted in the fear of man. Uh, I, I would go to say that one of the reasons that people are afraid to get up and speak is they're afraid of how people might react. They're, you might be afraid that, well, I might mess up. What if I say something dumb? What if I mix up my words? What if everybody uh, laughs at me? What if, you know, and what, what it comes down to, what it boils down to is the fear of man. And that's what I want us to focus on tonight is the fear of man, the fear of, of approval and craving the approval of man and our peers and how that, that goes against the word of God. That goes against what God tells us to do and what we should do. We should not have a fear of man. We should not have a desire or a craving to please man, right? Because what, what can happen is, is even as you preach, you think, well, I want your approval. I want you to like it. I want you to laugh. I want you to enjoy this. But deeper down, right, I have to move past that and know that I need to deliver the word of God, right, so that you can encounter Jesus so that your life can be changed. And you have to move past that fear of man in your life. Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. The fear of man lays a snare or a trap. The fear of man traps you in a person you are not. The fear of man traps you in a person you are not. I don't know about you, but I've had friends in my life, acquaintances, people that I know, that when they get around certain groups of people, they act a certain way. And then when you get out around another group of people, they can act differently, right? Um, you know, all the way from junior high, all the way to, to high school, to college, through your adult life, through at work, you're around people that way. Uh, I've grown up in this church my entire life. Uh, you know, I always joke I was born on the front row. I wasn't literally, but that's what it felt like. And um, 
there, there was three guys that came to church here that were a little bit older than me, and they were all three cousins. Um, and, you know, outside of church, we would hang out with one family, right? And with one guy, we'd be buddies, we'd hang out, we'd have a good time. But then when we got to church and he got around his cousins, they would act like they don't know you. Right? And they were different people when they got around other people. And what happens is, is that is a fear of man. That's a fear of approval. And you almost become a shapeshifter, right? You know, uh, a personality shapeshifter to try to please the different groups you're around. Right? Uh, you know, the famous thing of, of if you're ever dating or you're on a date and you're like, oh man, you know, I, I just love uh, going to the beach. And the girl says, oh, I hate the sand. Oh, did I say I love the beach? I hate the beach. What was I thinking? And you begin to change who you are, and you get locked into a person that you're not, right? And, and what happens is, is you cannot serve God in a state of fear of man. You cannot serve God in a state of fear of man. When you are craving the approval of others, when you crave the approval of your coworkers, of your family, of your friends, and you're different you know, at your family's house than you are at work, you're different at church than you are at work, you're different out and about than you are at home, right? Because you're changing who you are. You cannot serve God in that state of mind. You cannot serve God in a fear, a state of fear of man. I want to tell you to not fear man, but fear God. Do not fear man, but fear God. Now, many people get tripped up when they hear fear God, and I'm going to explain that to you later. But I want to focus on right now, the fear of man. This is Galatians 1.10. Galatians 1.10. It says, for, I, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. I love this. If I uh, you know, want to make people happy, I wouldn't serve Jesus. What did Jesus say? He said, they hate me, they'll hate you. I've always heard that if everybody likes you, you're not doing Christianity right. If, ev if everybody you get around likes you, nobody disagrees with you, right? If you wanna please people, you don't wanna serve God. The gospel is offensive. The cross is offensive, okay? Now listen to me. The gospel is offensive, but that does not mean that you get to be offensive. Now, I, want, I, want to, I want to make this clear. I want you to understand this point before we move on. Um, the gospel is offensive, and one of the main reasons that the gospel is offensive because it dethrones you from your heart. It dethrones you from your heart. Jesus says, I want you to step down, and I want you, I, he says, I'm going to lead. I want you to let me lead. I want you to do life the way I want you to do it. And in our culture today, that, that is not okay. That is not okay. The word of God, the principles of God are not okay in our culture today. They're not accepted. They're not uh, called tolerant, right? And you can't, you can't take the Bible and say, well, I just want to ignore that part. Well, I don't like that verse, or I don't agree with that book, or that's old covenant, right? You have to take the Bible for what it is, and it is a it is offensive because it dethrones you from your heart. One of the things that happens is, is we are afraid to talk to people about Jesus. We're afraid to tell people about Jesus. Why? Because we think they'll be offended. 
we think, well, how will they react? Right? Maybe you've had to tell your spouse something one time, and maybe you dreaded having that conversation all day because you are playing in your mind, how will they react? Right? Or if you've ever had to quit a job before, maybe even back in like high school or college, you're, you need to quit a job just because you have to move on, you're doing other things, and you dread that conversation all day of I don't want to do this, I don't want to have this conversation because how is this person going to react? And that is rooted in a fear of man and in a craving for approval from people. And that's not what we're supposed to do as Christians. That's not the way that we're supposed to live our lives. We're supposed to live in a way where we preach the gospel and it may offend some people. It may offend your family. It may offend your coworkers. Uh, you may not get invited to some events because of your faith and your beliefs. But I don't want to be the person that's a Christian uh, at church, right? I'm a Christian when I go to church, but then on the weekend, I'm a different person. Or at a family function, I'm a different person. Why? Because I crave the approval of my family. I want them to like me. I want them to accept me, right? I don't want to be a sore thumb. I don't want to stick out. I don't want everybody mad at me. And so what we do is we suppress what God has called us to do. We put that away. We put the gospel away because it's offensive. Because it can offend people. Let's look at Psalms 56, 11. It says, in God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Now what this isn't saying that I break the law, any of that kind of stuff. And I know you know that, but I just want to make myself clear so nobody leaves thinking that. Well, I don't have to fear the police because what can they do? Well, they, they can do a lot, okay? Uh, what this means is, is from a spreading Jesus, spreading the gospel, spreading uh, what I believe to be true, that I'm not going to fear a man that my, I put my trust in God. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Now, let me tell you something. It takes a lot of time and a lot of prayer to get to this place. To get to where you think, hey, I, I, I'm around a group of people that I know Jesus, and I'm not going to be afraid to talk about it. I'm not going to be afraid to tell them about Jesus because I know that they can't do anything to me. Yeah, sure, they can reject me. They can not talk to me. They can mock me, make fun of me. But ultimately, they can't do anything to me. And I, I, want, I want you to be, I don't want you to leave tonight and think, oh man, I gotta live my life like that. It, take, it takes time. It takes prayer. It takes uh, going to God and saying, God, you know, I fear man. I think that's something tonight over this and even next week that we need to do. Go to God in prayer. God, do I fear man? And, and maybe you think, well, no, I, I don't. I, you know, the classic person, I don't care what anybody thinks. That's always a cover for you care what everybody thinks, right? And, and I, I don't care what anybody says. I, you know, none of that bothers me. Y yes, it does. Do you know that 10 of you could come up after this service and tell me how amazing it was? And if one person came up and said, that, that sucked, that was just terrible. When does your dad get home? It wouldn't matter how many of you said it was good. That one negative thing can derail you and can make you rethink your whole life choices, 
right, based on one comment. And it hurts. And getting to a place where, hey, my, my trust is not in people. My trust is not in the approval of people, but it is in God. And I'm not afraid of man. Listen to what Matthew 10, 28 says. And do not fear those who kill the body, uh, but cannot kill the soul. Don't fear those who can kill your body, but cannot kill your soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Now that, 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 that is a, uh, a terrifying verse, right? Don't fear those who kill the body. Right? He's talking about dying, having someone kill you, but they cannot kill your soul, right? I don't fear man. I don't fear man, but I fear God. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And all that means is, is I don't fear man, but I fear God. I'm not going to fear man. I'm not going to crave the approval of man, but I'm going to fear God. Now, when we talk about the fear of God, many people, even to this day, scholars will tell you it means different things. You know, oh, it means to really cower and be afraid and be terrified. And that's not what it means. It's more than just, oh, I have a reverence for God. It's deeper than that, right? It's a deeper uh, knowledge and understanding of what God is and, and your fear of God. And when I fear God, I want to please God. I want God to, uh, I, you know, I crave his approval, not man's approval. Right? I crave the approval of Jesus. The Bible says that when we get to heaven that Jesus will tell us, you know, that you've done good. Hey, you did a good job. You did a good job. You did what I asked you to do. You did what I called you to do. And that's how I want to live my life. God, am I doing what you've called me to do? Ultimately, you know where I'm coming from? Ultimately, I don't care if my dad's happy. I don't care if my mom's happy or, or if my sister's happy, right? God, I want you happy. If I'm where I'm supposed to be, God, I, I want to live in a way and live my life in a way that pleases you and that makes you happy, and so I want to shift a little bit our gears, and I want to focus more on the fear of God. We know right now we've read the verses that we should not fear man, right? That we should not fear man. We should not crave the approval of man, but that we should fear God. And so I want to kind of jump to that and, to, and see what the Bible tells us about that. Psalms 128, 1 through 2. It says, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord. This is Psalms 128, one through two. If you don't have it, just, just clear the screen. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Blessed is everyone who fears, I love that. Everyone who fears God and walks in his way will be blessed. When you fear God, you're blessed. Then verse two says, you shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. See, the fear of God is a deep respect for God and his, for his way of life. God, I want to live my life according to your word. I want to live my life the way that you've laid out for me to live. Anytime that you try to argue a sin, you need to rethink and go to God. One of the biggest argued sins, I think, on planet Earth is drinking. And, uh, you, you know, you've probably heard that, you know, the verse that says the, sword, the word of God is a sword, that it's a sword. And you know what we like to do? We like to take our swords out and use it on each other to defend our sins. Now, I'm not saying anything 
about it. But I'm saying that's, you know, other ones, you don't really debate stealing. We all know that's wrong, right? You don't debate having an affair. Well, David had a bunch of wives, so why isn't it okay for me, right? We don't debate that, right? He had like a thousand wives. That guy had problems, right? Big problems, right? He had a thousand problems, right? But, but drinking is always one of those things that we can argue. And what I want to tell you is, is don't use the word to defend it. Go to God. Go to God. Hey, God, I fear you. I respect you. I want you to show me. God, you bring revelation through the word of God to my heart to show me how I should live, Right, reveal these scriptures to me so that I know I'm right and that I'm not just defending what the way I want to live. But God, you reveal to me through these scriptures, I want to have a deep respect for God and for his way of life. When I was growing up, I was afraid of my dad. And I mean, I had a fear for my dad. You know, if dad was ever, my mom would raise one eyebrow when she got mad, she would raise one eyebrow. Dad would raise both. And it was, I don't know, it was so, I don't think he could raise one, so he would raise, but it was terrifying. As a kid, it was just terrifying. He'd raise his eyebrows, he'd get mad, you know? And you, you just knew, man, this, this is it. And then, you know, one time me and Ashley, we lived in Plainview, and we uh, had this purple couch. And we were in the living room, we had a couch that kind of faced this way, the TV was here, and there was two recliners here, and Dad was sitting there, and Dad would eat uh, chips and hot sauce in the evening. And we'd run around the living room, go get a chip and some hot sauce and drink tea. We got up on the couch. We started jumping on the couch. And we were jumping up and down, jumping. Dad said, hey, I, I want you all to get down and quit jumping on the couch. You know, like a good kid, what did we do? We didn't listen. We just acted like he wasn't there. Dad stood up said, go to your room. You're both getting whippings. We're like, whoa, you know, that escalated quickly. What happened, right? And just like that, you know, when they were calm, it was even more terrifying than when they're screaming and yelling. It's like, why are you so calm? You know, and it's like, I thought, Dad would tell you, you know, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. I, I believed him. I thought he, he can if he wants to. And he's like, I'll go to prison. I'll work out, eat the food, get out on good behavior, right? Move on with my life. And you'll be in heaven with Jesus. So I had this fear for dad. But you know what else I had? I had a very, and I still have an, an amazing relationship with my dad. My dad and I hung out. We went to the movies. We rode dirt bikes. One time we went to the lake. We rode dirt bikes. We were coming across the dam. It was a hot summer day. And dad said, we need to get a boat. And so we found a boat for $1,500, went and bought us a $1,500 boat, picked up a few lawns so we could mow and pay for that boat and had a blast, right? I had a great relationship and still have a great relationship with my dad to this day, right? But I still had a fear and a respect and a reverence for him. And so I, I tell you that because I think that that's how our relationship with God should look like. There is a fear of God and if, if, you, if you're not afraid of God, just go read your Old Testament. You'll leave real afraid real quick. I'm just kidding. But there's a fear of my dad, and there was a respect and reverence. And I knew that when he disciplined me, when he got on to me, he meant business. I knew that he cared about me. I knew that he loved me. Right? Maybe you had a bad relationship with your dad. Maybe you didn't have a dad. I don't know. I don't know what the case may be in your situation. Maybe you don't have that same story, and that's fine. But for God, hey, I fear God. I know that he wants the best for me. I know that he cares for me. And I know that, that as I walk in his ways and in his word, that I'm gonna be blessed. Listen to this. This is Psalms 111, verse 10. It says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. Fear of the Lord. Uh, the New King James says that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the true foundation of wisdom. 
All who obey his commands will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. I don't know about you, but right now in this season and this time of life, I could use some wisdom. And wisdom is, is different than knowledge. Knowledge can be learned. Wisdom can only be given. Right? You can't learn wisdom. Someone gives you wisdom. Right? And if you're ever doing something, you know, Ashley and Arthur, when they bought their house, they did some, some remodeling, right? And he gained a lot of wisdom through that process, right? Darren helped him a lot with that process, and, and, and he gained wisdom. I learned a lot. You learn tricks and tips of how to do things and, you, you know, of how to use tools and all that kind of stuff. And all of that is is wisdom that's given, that's handed down to you. Right, knowledge is something, you, you go to school to get knowledge. And so God says that, hey, when I fear God, it's the foundation, it's the beginning of wisdom. As I obey his commands, I grow in wisdom. God gives me his wisdom, and that's priceless. In our lives, in your day-to-day life, we need the wisdom of God. We need, to, we need uh, that in our lives as we're faced with all the crazy things we're faced with. I want the wisdom of God. Proverbs 19.23 says, fear of the Lord leads to life. Fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. Bringing security and protection from harm. Here's what I want you to understand. Is that if you're at a place that you think, I fear man, or, or you're not sure, you don't know. I want us to go home tonight. I want you to take some time, maybe when you're brushing your teeth, maybe when you first crawl into bed, maybe if you're gonna go home and take a shower, to ask God, God, do I fear man? Do I crave the approval of others? And listen, take time to listen and hear what God has to say. And then we need to transition into where we do not fear man, but we fear God. God, I crave your approval. I want to live my life the way you want me to live, right? Not, not the way others think I should live, right? God, I don't want to be the person that's a Christian at church, but I'm different on the weekends. And let me tell you, it takes time. This isn't something that's going to happen in seven days. I, I mean, I can't even give you a timeline on it. It's something that you have to go to God with, I, I, I believe, daily, It's a daily battle to fight wanting the approval of man, wanting the approval of others. And what happens is is you don't want to get to a place where I'm willing to walk away from what God has said, or I'm willing to turn a blind eye to what God has said, or I'm willing to ignore that scripture because I want the approval of these people. Or I'll kind of step out of bounds because I want the approval of my coworkers or I'll, I'll kind of cross the line because I want the approval of my family. And that we pray, that we seek God, and we say, God, I only want your approval. That's all that matters to me in my life is your approval, and not the approval of man, but the approval of Jesus. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and Father, I pray that we would not have the fear of man, that we would not crave the approval of man. Father, I pray that we would only crave your approval, that that would be at 
the desire of our heart would be to please you, God. Father, I, I invite you right now, Jesus, just to begin to dethrone us from our hearts and you to take the pla- that place on our hearts. Father, that you would lead our lives, that we would live our lives according to your word, that we wouldn't just hear the word and walk away, Father, but we would do what the word of God says, that we would live our lives according to the word. Father, I pray right now that if we have the fear of man, if we crave the approval of others, that you would bring it to our, to our mind. You would just bring it up in our hearts. You would reveal it to us. You would show it to us. You would show us uh, where we do it. Father, you would show us who we do it around. If we change our behavior around certain groups of people, Father, if I do that, that you would bring it to my knowledge. You would show me in that moment, hey, hey, notice what you're doing. Notice how you're being different. Father, and that we would crave your approval. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen.